Vikings versus Cowboys, the DMG pregame show. And we're going to grill the Drewster on it. Make sure everybody can see me now. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Great show, guys. (laughs) All right. I'd like to introduce this cast of characters. And by characters, I mean characters. First, to my viewers' right, we have the one. The only, the man from the frozen north, the drone master himself, Rhino. How you doing, buddy? Another day, another dollar. Let's roll, boys. <laughs> well, that was quick. That's really interesting <laughs> to right there. <clears throat> and then, of course, below me, the character himself, the one, the only, the base ripper, the Drewster! What up, lunatics? Three in a row. Yeah, crushed Dallas. And also, last but not least, and by all means not insignificant, <laughs> Mr. Ted Glover. How's it going, boys? If I was any better, I'd be against the law, and your mom would marry me. Let's light this candle. Let's go. <laughs> oh, but before we started the breakdowns, uh, producer, editor, David Stefano, engineer, whatever you like uh-huh. to go by, I want to eliminate my base intro. I don't want that anymore. What do you want? I will send I will send you a clip. It's from a movie called Black Swan. That's what I want to use. For my <laughs> intro. It's got to be audio. Yes, uh, I'll send you the clip of the audio that I want every week when I get introduced. We can't have the climatic scene at the very opening. Right. Oh! <laughs> Premature. We all take a drink. Party yeah, flag. Put the challenge flag on there. All right, Rhino, you're the only one that did not join us after the game on the weekend. What did you think of Vikings versus Bears? Well, it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world, but, uh, I mean, you know, the biggest thing we talked about last week was if they shut Dalvin Cook down, can Kirk Cousins basically lead the team to victory? And, I mean, I give I, I rip on Cousins as much as anybody, but, you know, he played a pretty good game, and he, he did what we needed him to do. You know, it, Cook was – tied down, you know, down for most of the game. You know, he did finally finish with, what, 92 yards or something like that. But, you know, it, it was on 30 carries. So, it was, you know, it was like 3.1, 3.2 yards per carry, whatever he was. But Kirk was efficient. I mean, he was only sacked once, I believe, that the interception that he got thrown wasn't his fault. So we can't, you know, blame him for that one, even though many of us maybe <laughs> wanted to. But, um, but no, I mean, you know, Chicago's offense is a garbage barge dumpster fire, and that's being nice. You know, if it wasn't for Cordero Patterson, you know, it would have been 19 to 3 probably because they wouldn't have had any kind of, you know, the kick return that he had, which, mm-hmm. you know, was probably the did. biggest. It's been the biggest downside to the team the last two weeks. The special teams has been awful. But, you and know, beyond that, you know, three in a row in the division, you can't ask for much more than that. And you got to give Cordero a hand for he tied the NFL record on kick returns. And this is in a day and age when 
most of the time you don't get kick returns. No. It's far less than it used to be 20 years ago. So, I mean, you know, he's one of the one of the rare breed that if the ball, you know, is in the air to the end zone, it doesn't matter if he's 5 to 7 yards deep, 90% of the time he's going to take it out. You know, most guys don't do that anymore. You know, as we see with our uh our all-star kick return that we've got, you know, but now moving on to Dallas. We face a beleaguered Dallas team that has been absolutely horrible. There have been players complaining about the coaches already. You think it's bad here in Minnesota, you should see it in Dallas. Uh, with Mike McCarthy running the show, they are not having a good time. And they it looks that we're going to get to face Andy Dalton. Because as we all know, Dak Prescott's out for the rest of the season. And they haven't looked that good. What do you guys think? Ted? Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for the Vikings to extend their three-game winning streak. You know, when <clears throat> the very first part of the year, you know, before Dak got hurt, even after Dak got hurt, I, I thought the Cowboys made a really solid move in signing Andy Dalton. He's arguably probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, and, and I – I, th- I thought they would still be able to maintain a fairly competitive edge. You know, they've had a lot more injuries. Um, just Mike McCarthy isn't gelling with that team. The team's not gelling with him, whatever the case may be. So I, I really have thought this, you know, a month ago, I thought this game was one of those, one of those no chance games for the Vikes. Uh, this has now become one of those games where I think the Vikings – should win. And and when you look at how well the defense has played, the Vikings defense has played the last three, four games, and you look at how bad, and Drew will get into the numbers here in a little bit, just how bad overall the Cowboys are, I, I, would, I would be shocked if the Vikings did not play well on Sunday. You might be the only one. <clears throat> Well, I mean, this horrible horseshit Cowboys team did take the unbeaten Steelers down to the final play of the game a couple weeks ago here, though. So that, you know, they they can play, you know, they're the numbers don't hold well. I mean, that was with who at quarterback, Delucci or Danucci or Danucci. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers, Steelers aren't scrubs. I mean, that. Look at Dallas's wideouts. Those guys alone, they got a fat wideout crew. Like they're pretty well, yeah, good at wide receivers. Yeah, you got Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, how long? How long has Dak been out, guys? Week was it? Week three, he went down. It was Dak played. It was it was in the like the fifth game. I think he hurt us. He hurt himself. Oh, was it that? Okay. Okay, he hurt himself in the fifth game. So they've gone four games without him. Four or five. Yeah, and they are they are zero and four, and they, but they are still ranked as the fourth best passing offense in football. So really? that proves that they're wide out. Yeah, I mean to hang on to the ranking yeah. of fourth. I mean, I know a lot of it had to do with Dak stacking cheese at the beginning of the season with a lot of yardage, but uh, they've ha- they've managed to hang on to the fourth ranking on their pass offense. You know, well, speaking of numbers, there they are. There we go. Nice graphic, Dave. Dave's putting an overtime. Yeah. This, this is an overtime this week. Wow! But <clears throat> there's there's all my numbers. I don't need to read them to you. There you go, folks. <laughs> Brought to you live by David Stefano. But if you look at uh, QB breakdown, Andy Dalton's played in four of those games, and he's been horrible. Completion percentage is sixty-one percent. Passing yards per game just over hundred and eight. You know, just under 120. One touchdown pass and three interceptions. So is that turnover ratio, that minus 13, that's not a typo? No, they are 13 in the hole. <laughs> well, there's God, there's, damn, there's your reason why they're – There's your reason as to why Dallas is, what, two and six or whatever it is they are? Mm-hmm. Two and exactly seven, the yeah. reason. 20 yeah, giveaways. 20 giveaways two and seven. like seven takeaways. 
Well, and I think Dak had four interceptions before he was out. So, you know, that it wasn't just something that happened once he went down. They've been bad in the giveaway section all all year. And yeah. there was one game I was watching there, what Zeke Elliott fumbled like two series in a row. Good Lord. That's a lot Minus of turnovers. Mm-hmm. To give the folks an idea at home at the end of the season, what your turnovers should look like. In 2012, the Eagles were a minus 24 at the end of the season, which was really bad. And then 2017, I think the Browns were a minus 27. So Dallas is well on their way. The Dallas is well on their way to not only being in the 20s, but maybe being worse than that. But yeah, uh, minus 27. That's right. You want to finish? Yeah, the plus side. In 2017, the Browns were a minus 27, I believe, in in turnover ratio. Those are two high. Those are the two highest totals I've seen since 2010. Was that the year the Browns went on 16, or was that possibly? And that's all. What year was this? 17. I'll look it up. Talk you want a shootout? Well, I, I mean, if you want, that, you know, that's the. Go ahead, Drew. No, 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 no. I was, I was just to say, if you want a awesome. shootout, this is the game for it. If you look at the, if Dave puts those numbers back up, if you look at the offense of the Vikings com- compared to the Dallas defense. It's almost a mirrored image of the Dallas offense against the Vikings defense. You got you got Vikings offense ninth against the Dallas defense twenty third. Then you got the Dallas offense eighth against the Vikings defense twenty fourth. So it's damn near a mirrored image straight across the board when you look at the numbers. Two good offenses or decent two top ten offenses against two defenses that struggle. So if you know the team that comes up with a couple extra stops is probably going to walk away with this one, but I don't know. I'm only, I don't know if I just feel uncertain because it's the Vikings after a big emotional win. What they're going to look like come well, Sunday? Are they going to be sluggish, dragging their feet? I don't know. I mean, that, that's the key. But the one number you look at on on the stats there is they're 31st in rush defense. I mean, Dalvin Cook should yeah run wild this week. That's a good point. Yeah. 157 you know, 30, yards. 32nd and points per game. I mean, we know we can put up 40 points a game if we want to. So, oh. you know, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we there will is. Sunday. Maybe yeah, we will. Is. This is one of those games we very well could. Yes. Fucking Rhino, dude. It's never going to get old, is it? Uh, I called a good buddy of mine who happens to be a Cowgirls fan and asked him about the team. And he said, their run defense has been horrible, without a doubt. But that they have been playing better on the interior line, defensive line, here in the last couple games, basically ever since they got rid of Everson Griffin. Um, so take well, that, that for what it's worth. And that's going to be a key thing when you look at the, the injury report. Ezra Cleveland's been a DNP the last two days now with an ankle injury. Oh, you know, are and- you kidding me? And in our infinite wisdom, you know, Pat Elfline finally gets healthy and we get rid of him and we keep Ezra, or I mean, uh, Drew Samia is the backup who, you know, as we saw in the two or three games he played, couldn't stop water from running uphill. Right. But with Ezra out, I mean, it's an ankle. Shoot it up, tape it up, and go. The one that scares me on the injury report is that C.J. Ham is now on the COVID list. And whether he's available Sunday or not is in question. And if he's not, C.J. Ham's a big key to Dalvin doing Dalvin's thing because he's no, he absolutely absolutely is. I mean, one thing that might help us out a little bit is I think they could or he Ham could still test Sunday morning. We we don't we play at three twenty five Central, so it's a late game. You know, if he needs another if he needs a negative test we can possibly still get it on Sunday morning. If if that's the reason. If he doesn't have right. it himself. If he's yeah. just in contact. If it's just a close contact and he needs to test negative. I mean I and I haven't heard you know, I haven't heard anything that he does have. Of course he just went on the list this afternoon, so we don't know much, but Ted, you don't you don't see a letdown coming on after that big Vikings win? You don't feel that at all or or how do you see in this? It's absolutely 100% possible. I mean, because that is just the Vikings and what they do historically. I mean, we were kind of talking earlier. We were texting back and forth. And I said, you know, these next three games, Dallas, uh, Carolina, and Jacksonville, are games that the Vikings are going to be expected to win. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so, of course, there is going to be and and this and this is, and I'm not talking just about this this year's Vikings team. This just seems to be the Minnesota Vikings historically. They they seem to win one or two games a year that they have absolutely no business winning, and then they seem to lose one or two games a year that they have absolutely no business losing. When you look at Dallas and how they've played, and I, and and real quick, that 2017 Browns team they did go 0-16. Um, yeah, but that's what I thought. But Dallas, you know, their last—they've lost four in a row. They—they got—they got their stars handed to them by Arizona, thirty-eight to ten. The Washington Football Team, twenty-five to three, and then Philly, and then Philadelphia, twenty-three to nine. They, then they played Pittsburgh pretty close, and then they had the bye week. So they'll be—they'll be coming out of, of the bye on a four-game losing streak. Um, they—they they have not played in their losses. They have not played well, and and that one win that they had that week two win where they were down by what twenty points with five minutes to go Arizona, in Ryan, yeah, against Atlanta, 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 and they and they came back and won, you know, and on, on a last second field goal. So, you know, and that was with Dak, and and so this this Cowboys team is is just flat out not good. The reason they I think they played the Steelers so close is because Roethlisberger didn't play. Um, oh, you didn't so, play in that game. Maybe he did. I don't know. I haven't really been following this year, but whatever. Um, they played the Steelers close, and it was on the road. Right. So, yeah, it, it's – yeah, I, long story short, yes, this is a game the Vikings very well could come out and look flat, and and next thing you know, they're down 14 nothing, and it's, it's going to be a 37-34 kind of game to see if they can pull it out, you know, in the last two or three minutes of the game. Yeah, I – I can very well see that happening, but when you look at things on paper and, and you look at the way the Vikings have been playing as of late and how the Cowboys have been playing as of late, they 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 look like two teams that are going in very opposite directions right now. Absolutely, it's almost like if the Vikings blow this game, they're going to have to hand it to them in a big way. They're going to have to yeah. make all these mistakes, a bunch Probably. of mistakes, and you know, it's not like Dallas is going to earn couple, it. A but... couple of block punts, and inter- uh, ill-timed interceptions, that kind of shoot yourself in the foot kind of stuff. Right. Well, we're also wearing primetime purple. The purple jerseys, purple pants, yellow. Yeah. Have we lost when we wore primetime purple? Yeah. I don't think they've won. I don't think they've won. Did we wear it against Seattle last year and lost? I have no idea. They're, They're terrible, horrible, no good uniforms, and they should be burned in a funeral pyre. Those all purple uniforms with the yellow jerseys are hideous. They are absolutely hideous. I Get like rid that. of them! Look, Dave's got a bunch of pictures queued up of it, too. Yes, I do. My, my question, why are we wearing primetime purple when we're not playing in primetime? Because I think the game originally was supposed to be in prime time or was a prime time candidate. You know what? You know what? They're going along three game winning streak, playing great. Things are rolling right along. Leave it. Just just come on. Just leave it alone. Oh, please leave it alone. Terrible uniform. Here we go. Everything was going good. They busted out these uniforms. Here we go. What did you think of the white on white? It sounds like. It sounds like now with the road or with the road jerseys or uniforms, normally we're going to be wearing, seeing the more white because Bill Parcells this. says he liked it, so now Zimmer says he's probably going to use it more. I like the purple pants better for the road uniform. I mean, you know, they wore white on white for however many years with, Forever, with their old throwback uniforms, and and I, I kind of, I you know, I dug those pants with the gold and purple stripe going down the side, the piping down the side. Um, I, I, I'm not – I'm not partial either way. I, I would, I would say the purple pants just, just because that was kind of the way the uniform yeah, set was originally designed. But, but whatever. Right. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight with either, with either the white pants or the purple pants on the road. But man, those all purple uniforms are god awful hideous. I hate them. <laughs> Even the purple and white ones that we wore against the Saints in the wild card game last year, I didn't care for those either. Well, that's purple on purple. That's it was purple and purple with purple. the white. Well, the only difference they yeah. had the white numbers and lettering instead of the, the orange. Yeah. The it's the normal purple pants and the normal purple jersey. Yeah, the purple on purple, purple yellow numbers, white numbers. It it purple just purple on purple. It looks like Barney playing out there. God, that's terrible. 
Oh, I love it. I know it's one my, thing it's though. It's my high school it, color. If Kenny Wayne Shepherd on the on the team would be playing blue on black, I know that would be the color scheme for every game from here on in. Yeah, they look like twenty-two grimaces out there. Just God, come on! It is the grim- It does have the grimace look. I don't really give much thought into the to, to what they're wearing uniform wise. I don't really. That's like last on my list. I don't really look at any of that. What's Sorry. first on your list? Actually, the game of football and how they play it. Mm. I mean. I don't care, care if they're out there running around with fucking shirts with pot leaves on them. Do whatever you want, dude. <laughs> if, or if, if they're good, if they're gonna lose, I'd much rather they look good. If, losing. If you're yeah, if you're wearing a uniform that looks like a Wonder Bread package, I don't give a shit. With the circles, wear it. I don't give a fuck. If you're if you're up NAS- forty to nothing, NASCAR guys play football. They have a NASCAR has a Wonder Bread car. They've well, had they did the in uh, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights, but I think they've Ricky had Bobby a Bobby Drummond in the past. I, you know, I'm guessing I, Wonder Bread's probably probably sponsored one at some point in time in the annals of history. I'm just, I, I, I want to see it. Like, I want to just come out and just play like they've been doing, and I'm no letdown. That's what I'm really, really the only thing I'm worried about is the letdown. I think across the board, the only thing they can really compete with us on is their wide receivers with Gallup and uh, Cooper and CD and Lamb. Lamb. They got Lamb, pretty yeah. fat. I mean, they got a pretty stout wide receiver core. But you know, somebody still has to get them the ball, and every every other position and every other player across the board. I think the Vikings have an advantage, but you know the Vikings have the meltdown factor, and that's kind of what I'm. <laughs> that's the only way I think. Like I said earlier, I think they're going to have to give it away to lose it. Well, how do you think we're going to do against the run? They have Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott. What's their rush offense? They're seventeenth uh, in rushing. They average one hundred and ten yeah, I mean, yards a game. And they got Zeke Tony. Fisher hasn't been the the Zeke of years past, I don't think. You know, and and I kind of thought, you know, with uh, McCarthy running the show down there, that maybe he, you know, he was he was primed for a good year. Of course, I drafted him in fantasy, so that's probably why he's having a shitty year. But I'll make sure I start him this week just to. Well, I think defenses are, defenses are keying on them when you got Ben DiNucci playing quarterback. They know they're going to go to oh, Zeke right. Elliott. Well, they my go buddy to Zeke said Elliott anyway. his backup and Tony Pollard has been explosive, and they expect Pollard to get at least 15 carries this weekend. And he's doing better than Zeke, yards per carry. Yeah. The more, the more carries Pollard gets, the better off it is going to be for the Minnesota Vikings. I don't care what you say, and th- and this is where I jump in my foxhole and defend my boy. Go Bucks! Oh no. no, no, yeah, oh, no. yeah, seventy-five yards through the heart of the South, baby. Anyway, sorry, but no, no seriously, go seventy-five through the heart of the Vikings. That's all. I, I don't give a shit what he did before. The, the more carries, the more carries Pollard gets, the better off it will be for the Minnesota Vikings. But because Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> put that down. Just put that down. <laughs> Just you're making everybody. It's embarrassing for yourself, and you're making everybody else uncomfortable. It is embarrassing. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay, good, good. Run, run, Pollard twenty times. I don't care. Yeah, I agree. He's because that that's gonna do nothing but benefit the Minnesota Vikings. Because I, Vikings? I, don't, I don't care what anybody you know. And the and the Cowboys have, are going through a transition on their old line. They their their longtime center is gone, and I think they've had a couple other injuries. Um, well, so, and their rookie so center. Their line is their line is in a lot yeah, of spots. Badass, 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 or however you say his badass name. Badass from he, Wisconsin. They're the one. That yeah, he, he's them, right? he's been DNP both practices this week. You know, it's kind of funny. Talk about the Dallas rush game. The Vikings dominated the Bears so bad against their run game. They dominated the run game so so much that they moved up from twenty second in run defense to fifteenth in one week. Wow. You don't usually see a jump that much. Seriously? Yeah, they were 22nd. The Vikings' defense uh, was 22nd against the Rush last week, and now they're 15th. And they were 20, now they're 24th overall, and last week they were 28th. So they made some oh. big jumps. When you hold a team to 149 yards, it's going to put, put you up. In the, but the yeah. rankings don't usually move that much, Ted. It's usually one or two spots, not seven. I, I was going to say, wasn't their overall defense? Where, what, what's the Vikings' overall defense right now? Last week they were 28th, and then after the Bears game, now they're 24th. They're 24th, and the Cowboys are 23rd. 
and both have top I, ten offenses. So there we go. I, and I, you know, boys, the the first the first six games of this season really put the Vikings defense in a hole because what was it after the first six games they had given up more yards and points than any defense oh. in franchise history, I believe yeah. it was. Well, I mean, so, so you got you got to think game. that was that you got to think that was the absolute rock bottom where they started, where they had to start climbing their hole out of from, and and now they're they're in the in the low twenties. I mean, it's it's not unreasonable to think that by the end of the year, that the Vikings could be a middle of the road defense. And when you consider when you consider where they started, th- that's a that's a fairly significant. Yeah. It is. And Ted froze up. Well, I mean, you, you look, Gladney and Chris Boyd, I mean, they, that's been the best cornerback tandem we've had all year. I mean, those, yeah. And and now they got, what's it, Joe, or Chris Jones or whoever it was we picked up at 7 Eleven. I mean, he, he played decent. Granted, it was against the Bears, but he played decent last week, too. So, yes, he has been a pleasant surprise. There's one area defensively, and Flip mentioned this, so I'll you know I'll give him credit for what he talked about at Sunday. That I'm kind of concerned about is getting pressure on the quarterback by by only but without getting it with your normal four guys on the line. You have to blitz to get pressure. And the Vikings seem like like Flip said they have to. The only way they get pressure on the quarterback is to blitz, and they happen to time that up really well against the Bears and uh, Foles. Mm-hmm. They did. Uh, so yeah. it would be nice. Dallas has given up 26 sacks this year. I mean, that's wow. That's the Vikings have given up 17. They've given up 26. So, you know, something tells me that uh, the I think the two defensive ends for the Vikings, uh, Wanham and the other guy in uh, Odenabo, they're really coming on. Um, yeah. So, be well, nice to get some pressure this week. Honestly, I think it's only a matter of time before Wanham takes over the starting job. You know, right now it's still been uh, oh. The Fetty. No, a Fetty's no, on the one the side. side. No, it's been Jaleel. J- no, uh, Jalen no. Holmes. No, no, no. Jaylen. Who started? Jalen Holmes. Jalen Holmes has been starting. Be nice I, to see I mean, him I, get, get some pressure on the quarterback without having to blitz. That's what I'm – the roundabout right. way. Uh, I don't think you're going to get it. Now, you want to talk about rankings? Here's PFF's green line. Oh, oh. Here we go. What, what am I looking at? <laughs> what are you looking at there? Their overall, their offense. We're looking at three defense. gray stripes with two, with uh, purple and blue blobs on each one of the stripes. What what nerd porn is this? This is nerd porn. <laughs> this is nerd porn. But they have the Vikings defense at eleventh and the Vikings offense at sixth. How? And an overall team of eighteen. Hey, they have this PFF grades the team's defensive players to create a massy ranking. That is opponent adjusted. Oh, uh-huh, a Massey ranking. What the hell is a Massey ranking? I have what, no what about idea. that? Did you see the top left corner of that chart, Ted? It said ELO something. Are they talking about Jeff Lynn in ELO? Yes. No. Don't no, bring me down. <laughs> is, that, is that the don't bring me down chart? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I just I, saw. What was that? I, I said the, the only Someone thing I take really take is porn. It was absolute nerd porn. What was it? Nerd, nerd porn. porn? Nerd porn. Nerd porn. When you factor in the Massey effect. Oh, yeah, the Massey effect. Yeah. <laughs> all makes sense. Oh, once, you, once you implement the Massey effect, it all makes sense. The, the, Vikings, the Vikings have been playing like a top 10 offense the last three games. I, I'll, I'll give them that. Um, but They're top 10 but, right now. But when you, take, when you take this whole season into consideration um, – they haven't. I'm. I'm sorry. They just haven't. I mean, they. Oh well. Let's get to know. that. We go from Kirk Cousins having to do everything bad, Kirk Cousins, to game manager Kirk Cousins, to let's keep it out of his hands, Kirk Cousins. Uh, there's about three different types of Kirk Cousins. There's the one where he rebounds and just plays ungodly good. Then there's the ones where. He's at the we bottom. We haven't seen ungodly good Kirk yet this year. We've seen decent Kirk and we've decent. seen shitty Kirk, but we haven't seen ungodly. And then good there's Kirk. shitty Kirk that you know throws interceptions uh, on the first offensive play of the game. 
And then there's this game manager, Kirk, that just, you know, goes short but keeps hitting receptions up to 20 times a game. So who are we going to see Sunday? Depends on how good the running game is. Yeah, I mean, I expect the running game to be good, so the play action should be there. You know, Cousins, this, is, this may be one of those games where Cousins doesn't have to throw it more than 20 times because Delvin's going to be running what? for 180 yards. Oh, well, Cousins getting nine yards every time he carries it. Why not just keep going to the well until they stop you? Right. Why even worry about it, you know? Yeah, That's and we Vikings kept going to the well – last Sunday and that and part of that was because we needed to to keep them honest but this game it it sets up prime for cook but boy would I love to see Justin Jefferson get some more catches well sure but you know what you gotta look at you gotta look at December you gotta look at the long range on this guys you gotta I would like to see cook take the fourth quarter off he needs to get some carries he needs to get some time off the field or he's he's getting beat to shit so I would like to see the Vikings be well enough to head where Madison can play the whole fourth quarter and Cook can <laughs> and... what what did I do? What you said make it sense. Oh, oh, oh we're agreeing with we're agreeing with you. Uh give him the fourth quarter off so Madison can not only get some time, but the the more breather breather time that Cook gets now, it's gonna be better off with the last four weeks of the when season. When we get into He's December. Like, like yeah. you don't need to run him thirty times if you're up, you know, if you have a pretty good lead. That, that's what I think. Is give him a, a breather now and then, you know. I, I don't know. I mean, but you, you we have are, to carry and, the and team kind so of, much. Kind of the weird thing, you know, we give Cook a breather in inopportune times when we really need his ass on the field. But then when we, you know, when there's times when he could take a series off and it's not going to really affect much, then he's out there every play. I don't, you know, it's. Well, we knew, he was asked this out. week about doing 30 carries a game and how he felt. And he said, I feel the greatest I've ever felt. I am in mid-season shape. I feel fantastic. I'm healing quickly. You know, from the beatings, I'm all ready to do 30-plus a game. We, we knew Dalvin Cook was going to be asked to carry a heavy load against the Bears just because the Bears are a good defense and, and yards were going to be tough. And, and to Kirk Cousins' credit, I, I would argue, I don't know that we saw phenomenal Kirk, but we saw a pretty damn good Kirk on yeah. Monday night. He he threw for almost 300 yards, a couple scores, made good decisions with the football, didn't commit a turnover. That's you, – you give me that game, you, you give me that game every week, Kirk Cousins, and I, I think the Vikings are going to go a long ways. Now, yeah. to Dave's point, which, which Kirk Cousins shows up, now that's, you know – that's to spin the wheel and find out. But um, to to your Drew, to your point about Dalvin Cook, I I absolutely agree. Thirty carries a game is is not realistic for any running back in the NFL today. Um, but there's a noticeable drop off when Madison is carrying the ball oh. compared to Cook. And I'm yeah, not I'm not saying Madison isn't a good running back. He he is. But there's just a big difference between Dalvin Cook and just about any other running back in the league. So, yeah, I, I think for, for Dalvin Cook to be able to get some some rest and some time off, the, the Vikings are going to have to be able to get a comfortable fourth quarter lead. And I, I would I would like to see that as well because as the Vikings, you know, these next three games are very important. And then you've got, you know, you've got the last four of the season. And, you know, if, if things go well, we could be talking about a whole different ball game from where we started at the beginning of the year, having Dalvin Cook fresh and ready to go is going to be paramount for the Vikings' success heading into December. Right. You know, ideally, Cook probably should be getting 20 to 25 carries, probably no more than that, and then 10 to 12 for Madison, probably somewhere in there, and then, you know, realistically, the passing game takes up the rest of it. And different scenarios are going to dictate different parts of that of course but i mean ideally i think that's you know from a workload standpoint probably where we should be let's switch subjects let's talk special teams when i talk to my buddy he says dallas special teams is notorious for doing trick plays they have not done it in the last two weeks but to expect a trick play 
with how the Vikings special teams has been playing, especially this last month. How do you see that going? There has been nothing special about our special teams lately. <laughs> I mean, what is it the last? I mean, we've had muffed kit or muffed punts. We've had two punts blocked. We've had poor coverage. Bad snaps. Missed extra point last week. Bad snaps. Bad snaps. Because, you know, and whatever it was, cut, with cutting is not playing well. He absolutely yes. is not. The lieutenant has screwed it up. So, if he keeps it up, so he's going to get court martial. I, I mentioned this. Court martial. <laughs> I, I mentioned this on In the Raw. Uh, other than Bailey, and, and, of course, you know, Bailey missed an extra point on Sunday, but that was a bad snap. Um, other than Bailey, can you guys remember a point in time where the Vikings special teams collectively was this bad? I mean, if if no. if kick if kick coverage is bad, you know, usually we had Percy Harvin or Cordero Patterson to return kicks. Um, if if kick returns were bad, they could punt the ball and pin teams deep. And I mean, there there wasn't there wasn't this absolute total collapse of everything other than right. other than the kicking game you know and, and if and if the punt coverage kick coverage kick returns the punt returns are good then the kicker was a tire fire i mean th- there was something good about the special teams or at least one very stellar unit or more that would help offset whatever the weakness was i, I would argue just about everything in the special teams is is a weakness this year well, that, they're, yes. they're not running down in their lanes. They're going out of lanes. Chesneo was guilty of that. Um, that's normal disciplined special teams. You keep your lanes. The only two people that are allowed to violate their lanes are the gunners. They're going straight right. to the ball. Everybody else keeps their lane until they have an angle on the um, – a pursuit angle on the ball. But – you keep it so they don't break back. And week after week after week, we've seen that. And that's not including the bad snaps and the poor punts. That's just that's just coverage, and it's so, been so cool. Drew. So Drew, how do they fix it, or do they fix it, or or how do you, if you anticipate it's going to continue to be bad, how do you mitigate it with the rest of the team play? Man, that's uh. I mean, you're 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 at the halfway point of the season, so you're not making any drastic changes. You got who you got. I mean, your special team personnel-wise, you're pretty much stuck with who you have. So you just have to isolate each area and try to coach it up and try to work with it and not be overwhelmed by it. Uh, I don't understand. At this point, you shouldn't be having a bad snap and you drop a hold and you can't get the extra. Did you know that? Did you know if a kicker doesn't touch the ball, it doesn't go down in a miss in his record on his stats? Good, it shouldn't. No, no it shouldn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it went down as a miss either way, but I was doing some I was looking at it last week in the stat box and it, if he doesn't kick it, he doesn't get charged with the miss. So that's kind of cool. But Oh good. I, I'm glad know, he it, doesn't. It's right. co- it, it's it's coaching it out. You know what special teams is, guys? Besides what Dave just said, which all made perfect sense by the way, it's a lot of details. It's details. Special teams is details. Little tiny. Mm-hmm. When when that guy caught that ball at the one yard line and then walked backwards into the, you got to know where you're at on, on the field. Yes, that's yeah. details. Yeah. You got to work. It's it's details and it's repetition. And the Vikings, if Zimmer's smart, has those guys working out there at midnight working on this shit till they get it. It's repetitive and it's details until you get it right. That's what it, the Vikings look lazy on special teams. They look lazy. You know. And and the thing is, you don't an, an offensive lineman misses a block on first down. They can make it up the next play, sure. get a first down. They can make it up on that drive. Special teams, you you, you got get one, one shot. shot, man. You get one shot to do it right or screw it up, and that that one mistake had had um, can cost uh, you the game. Josh, had, had Josh Metellus fumbled that ball, or like you know, like the Bears punt returner that fumbled the ball. Those are huge huge moments oh. in the game that or or the Cordero Patterson kickoff return for a touchdown it that one play takes a lot to overcome from both the offense and the defense and if you have cumulative bad special teams play it gets to the point where I don't think the offense at least this v- version of the Vikings team 
this offense and defense can overcome that many mistakes. Well, they've yeah. been, been lucky able to so against far. Detroit because it was Detroit, but normally yeah. you get two punts blocked in one game, you're not going to win that game. It's yeah, details. To- it, it, I'm sorry, it's details, it's fundamentals. I think everybody has about the same athletic talent on their special teams. I mean, you yes, go across the board from team to team. Yeah. So it's yep. the little details that matter, and you got to – I don't know. It's it's very frustrating, but it all seems to avalanche at once, like Ted said. You know, you got one bad thing leading into another bad – if you had one good thing to, to kind of balance it out, it would make a difference. But, man, it just looks so well, shoddy right now. And then, you know, we got the guy that we drafted specifically to be a kick and punt returner, K.J. Osborne, who looks like Ozzy Osborne running around I have, out there right now. I have, you know what, guys? I said to my – I said to my wife Sunday night, I have never missed Marcus Sherrill's more than I do. This. Now you notice how big he was. Now, yeah. hey, when Marcus Sherrill's caught a punt, I'm being serious. When Marcus, Marcus Sherrill's caught a punt, my mind was about 15 to 20%. He might take it. Every time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This, and he usually so now, averaged at least nine yards. Right. And now all Which that's got, I'm at 1%. I'm at less than 1%. The, the, I mean, you know, you the just, one thing in, in recent Vikings history, Percy Harvin, Cordero Patterson, and Marcus Sherrills were guys I didn't have to worry about on special teams. They're, no. and, and if they don't get a big return, at least they're not going to fumble the ball. If Marcus <laughs> Sherrills is going to call for a fair catch, okay, look, yeah. if you have to take a fair catch, take a fair catch. I get it. Punt return is, is kind of weird and that, okay, fine. But at least um, you're, you're not – Marcus Sherrills is not going to make a mental mistake. He's going to stop at the 10, and he's not going to feel the ball. And more often than not, that ball is going to bounce into the end zone. Mm-hmm. I, but but with these guys, oh, this it's a crapshoot, man. Terrible. It's an absolute Jeez. it's an absolute crapshoot. He's terrible. That's the best punt returner we can come up with on a fifty three man roster. Bark at the moon, baby. Run it, Rhino said. Rhino, we call him Ozzy every week now. Yeah. Oh, Got geez. one last question. I think it was given to us by DC. Is Hughes or Hill ever going to play again this season? Let you guys take that. I, I haven't seen anything right. to say they won't. I mean, with with Hughes, I mean it's a neck. And Hill, he had the neck problem foot. last year. He's got the neck problem going forward. You know, I I don't know how if, if this yeah. is a chronic thing that every time somebody sneezes on him, he's going to have a neck injury from here on out, or. Where's Hill you know, at? Hill was a week to week, wasn't he? Where is he? He's got some issue with his foot. He's got a tweak in no, his foot. Hill's on IR, so is Hughes. I, I'm yeah. actually worried about Mike Hughes because that's his second neck injury, and in, I think is mm-hmm. many seasons, right? Yes. Because didn't he? In the last game. Was a, yeah, uh, didn't didn't he go? Like, yeah, between the Saints game and the 49ers game in the playoff, he went from from probable. To questionable to, to did not practice to injured reserve or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because he had a crash. So or yeah, herniated vertebra or something. Yeah, so I mean, Hughes's injury worries me. Holton Hill, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, but I, I will say, whether they play or not, the 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 play of guys like Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dantzler, uh and Mr. Hond. And just kind of the guys that they have, like Rhino well, said, like, just like the plucked kids. out of the 7-Eleven in Bloomington have yeah. played pretty well the last month-ish or so. So there's yeah, I mean, there's he, talent there. Even if, like, Holton Hill comes back, I don't think he's got his job anymore. I mean, he he's relegated to backup status now. Dantzler should have his job, but. Right. And we but Dantzler's hopefully been, Dantzler's we'll been battling injuries all season two right but this last one's a concussion so right. um, yeah so i mean he should be back this week I would he think. should be back this week man that yeah, gladney made some nice oh, made some nice tackles didn't he yeah. gladney, gladney, Monday night? gladney is, uh, his progression from week one to now has been really impressive I, i'm really happy with how he's coming along you know who gladney reminded me of making those tackles on on monday and night Antoine Winfield and and a guy who really was not given enough credit for this when he was here, but Trey Waynes. Trey Waynes was a fantastic open field tackler for the Vikings. Oh, yes, he was. Yes. yes, he was. So yeah, I, 
You, you tell me Jeff Gladney's going to be the next Trey Waynes with a little bit better coverage skills, I'll I'll take it. You yeah, bet I'll take it. Shot. If we're going to give a shout-out to old Viking tacklers, let's give a shout-out to Carl Lee, my boy. Carl Lee was, he was a bad man. Carl Lee was a fucking bad man. I love that guy. <laughs> but that new kid, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember his name. Is um, Gensler back this week? Is he coming back this week? It's possible. He's limited practice. He's got to oh, pass okay. the concussion protocol. But he's into his, what, second or third, third week? week. Can, third week. Can, somebody, can we get James Lynch on the field? For fuck's sake, dude. Let's see what he can do. I've been calling for that all year. But, not, but you know, they're with uh, – There's only certain numbers they can keep. Apparently they're happy with Jaleel Johnson and Shamar Stephan playing up front because – Shamar you know, has played probably his best season. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he was always more of, a, more of a nose tackle than a three-tech in my opinion. Anyway, now, I mean – Granted, and I mean, Hercules Modify has, I mean, he's played pretty well too he's the improved. last couple of years. I mean, it, you know, and that I don't last know if it's game, just his a, motor wouldn't quit. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just a, you know, only so many snaps to go around for anybody, everybody, and you can only have so many, you know, guys active. So it's, they're treating it more as a red shirt for Lynch or what the deal is. I mean, when he's played, I mean, that one game he played eight sacks, had a pressure and a sack, and I think you know he looked really good in the, sh in the short amount of time. But he just hasn't played much. That's a good way to get yourself at the Zimmer's doghouse. Look good in a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, when you're on the team for a while. He he's yeah. sitting on the bench next to Sasquatch, Brett Jones. Oh, you're a rookie. We don't. And you Brett can't play. Jones yet. is now active. Okay, but is he really? Sure. Well, Thanks, that's because yeah. they got rid of Pat right. Elfline. They need a backup center on the bench. Which was another stupid move. I mean, look, Elfline hasn't been good, but you can't tell me he's not better than Drew Samia. I was told yeah. about a third of the league put in a waiver for him. Yeah, I, I, I read that or saw that somewhere. So, so Pat Elfline. So why did why? I mean, like Ted said. Well, yeah, granted, the Jets are number one on the waiver list. They got him. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's definitely when even when he was in before and was playing badly. I mean, Samia looked made potential. him tolerant or I mean or, or tolerable. I mean, you know, it uh, coaches see potential and then go, I can fix him. Well, with Elfline, so I kind of believe it. I mean, think about it. I, you know, you good, looking back, looking yeah, back at Elfline's really career good. here. Looking back at Elfline's career here, they probably should have just put him on IR in twenty eighteen. Because he was coming back from a shoulder, major so shoulder surgery, and a broken ankle that he that happened in the NFC Championship game, they probably mm -hmm. just sh just should have put Elf on how, the shelf for all of 2018 and brought him back last year. How about yeah. just leave him where he where he kicked ass the first year at center? What the Vikings just leave him at center because they go out and draft a new center? No, 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 no. That, that that's I'm saying. What happens if we just you we leave them at we center? Can't draft guards. We have to draft other positions and move them to guard. What they should. <laughs> what what happens? What happens to Elfline if you just leave him at the position that he was thriving at? I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, that injury did know. take a toll. The well, second year, it was he, visible. He, he, I would have left him. Then we'd actually have to play Brett Jones, and Zimmer's never going to allow that. So, well, Anyways. if you look at the mat, if you factor in the Massey report. It yeah, does make, make more there. sense. Yes. With that, let's wrap this show up. Last words there, Rhino. Um, you know, like, like we said, I think this game has a potential to be a shootout, probably going to be a high-scoring affair. You know, their defense is putrid. Ours has been better. I think Dalvin sh Dalvin's going to have a good game. He should, you know, shouldn't have a problem going, you know, well over 100 yards. I, you know, it, it's going to, it could have very well boiled down to who makes the most mistakes, you know, and I bet it's that an ill-timed, you know, interception or a block punt or, you know, we've lived dangerously in that stuff the last couple of weeks. You know, it's going to bite us in the ass eventually. I just hope it's not this week. I mean, it, it's a game we should do well in. We just have to see which Vikings team shows up. Ted? Um, this is a game I think the Vikings should win like 27-10 or 27-13, but, but because I am uh, a, a fatalistic chicken little, the sky's about to fall, Vikings fan, it's probably going to be a 20, it, it's probably going to be like a 27-24 nail-biter. 
I, I do think the Vikings are going to win. I, I just – Andy Dalton, his better days are behind him. He's a good backup, but I think his better days are behind him. The Vikings defense is playing a lot better. Dallas absolutely cannot stop the run. I expect Dalvin Cook to have a big day, and that is going to be the difference, and the Vikings are going to win. Let, let's call it 27 27-20. Good guys. Drew? I have. I want to talk about KJ Osborne again. I want to say, KJ Osborne, you have molasses, <laughs> just like your punt return with acid. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey Maloof, your special team suck. We got to get it together. The Vikings are going to win this game. I think we're going to give up more than 20, but I think we're going to score more than 27. So I will come through with a 41 to 24 victory. Scoring him 40 plus points. Gotta love it. You guys are so <laughs> optimistic. I I, I hope Dallas so. Play? I hope so. You know so, what? Hey, but Ted, I don't Ted, really Ted, get it in Ted, Sunday. Ted. If the red if the red rifle comes out there and starts carving us up, I am smashing my fucking remotes. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to see it. I don't now, want to see that guy carving us up. Now, I, I don't. I don't get the game here this week, so that's okay. If it happens, I won't see it. It's the Fox National game. Oh, I'm yeah? getting the Packers game here. Oh, dude. I'm sorry. Why would the Fox put on the Vikings and Cowboys? Unless they want to kill their ratings. But anyways, um, the one thing I do like is that Mike Zimmer knows Andy Dalton. Uh, knows him backwards and forwards. So. That should be a good thing. (laughs) What's your your tagline there, Drew? Uh, Meow, meow, Viking cow. With that, we want to see everybody after the game, 15 minutes after the game for GMG in the Raw. Real quick before we go, uh, the ELO rankings came out on podcasts, and we are first overall. (laughs) (laughs) With that. Skull Vikings, let's wait, win wait, this wait, game. Wait, what happened? What it, it was it was a joke. The Elo rankings, never mind. Nerd porn, never mind. PFF <laughs> <laughs> ranks us the number one podcast in the in the Vikings land. Have a great weekend, yeah, everybody. Really. Enjoy the game, yeah, and we'll really see you fifteen minutes after. Masses, just like witch juice and black masses. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to Warpix right now. I'm fired up on that. Yeah. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. <laughs>